Hey guys, and welcome to What's the Biz with me. I am Bria Jordan, and I am so excited to be introducing you to this podcast. Here, we will sit down with small business owners and talk about all the highs, lows, and realities of entrepreneurship. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of What's the Biz with B. I am Bria Jordan, your host, and I am so excited because I have a special guest joining me from Miami, Florida. She is Miss Martha Henvier. Is that right? Did I say it right? Yes, Janvier, but Janvier. I told you I was going to mess it up, (laughs) but it's okay. Correct me, please. Let's get it right. (laughs) But I'm so excited to have you on the show. She is the owner of Peace of His Corner Assisted Living Facility, as well as Strategic Success 316. It is a um, assisted living facility course, right, that you now offer. So you can teach, you teach people how to start their own facility and give them all the ins and outs, ups and downs, all the things of how to start and run their business. (laughs) How are you doing today, Miss Martha? I'm doing well. I'm excited to be here today. (laughs) Yes. I'm excited to have you because this is such a um, interesting business that I've never really had a chance to talk with someone about. So I think this will be very helpful for those who are interested in the healthcare industry and, you know, all the things that you've been able to um, do through your career. I feel like you'll have a lot of advice to give and a lot to share through your journey. For sure. Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I always like to start the show by letting my guests introduce themselves. I call it shameless self-promotion because a lot of times we don't talk about ourselves enough as business owners. So <laughs> I love to let you give, uh, love to give you the opportunity to introduce yourself, maybe share some fun facts about yourself and just what you do, who you are, all the things. Of course, I'm Martha Janvier. Um, I come from, I was born in Miami, but I do have a Haitian background. So I'm bilingual. Um, I became a registered nurse. So that's how I ended up in the healthcare field. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I went for my master's and became a nurse practitioner. But way before becoming a nurse practitioner, I said I wanted to do something to help others. Mm -hmm. And I opened up an assisted living facility in my home. And it's one of the best things that I've done um, in my life. One of the best. Meet new people. I've learned leadership. And um, it just molded my character. Mm-hmm. My free time outside of work and business, um, I'm actually introverted. Ah! So <laughs> business Thanks. and my career makes me more, you know, it appears like I'm extroverted. Yeah. But I love to go to the parks. I like to read. I like my quiet time. And I yeah. love traveling. Um, so I think it balances out uh, business. So that's just a gist about me. Yeah, no, I love it. I'm the same way. I'm like, that's why starting this podcast was so nerve wracking for me because I'm like, I'm really kind of (laughs) introverted. But this allows me just like you to kind of get that out there and talk and interact with people. Whereas, you know, in most days, I'm like you, I want to go to the park, I want to sit on the porch, you know, (laughs) stay at home. I love recharge. Right. Yeah. No, you really do. It's like your battery has drained down. You're like, okay, I need to like just be alone for two seconds. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So you said you started as a nurse practitioner, right? 
before launching your business in 2019. So how, what was that career like and how did that play a part in um, deciding to open the assisted living facility? Okay. So I actually started off as a registered nurse. Um, okay. Registered nurse. Yes. Yes. It's all, it's nursing. But okay. um, I started off as a registered nurse, which is, you know, a bachelor's prepared nurse. Right. Um, and from there, so working as a nurse bedside, you see so many things. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I saw that was a common denominator, a lot of the older seniors, um, when it came down to being discharged, it was a little hard mm-hmm. finding the right nursing home or finding the right um, residential facility or even just going back home. Sometimes the families, they could not take them back, not because they didn't love them, but because it became too much. Sure. I remember a specific res- uh, patient um she was there for a long time she was getting depressed and i was taking care of her talking to her i told her you know if i could take you home i would yeah and um you know soon when it came down to getting um to clock out i was going home i was clocking out and i thought about her and you know one day i just had an idea to create start that facility i had my property um Mm -hmm. i was the only one living in it and i was like why not convert it and yeah. I converted it into an ALF and I started taking the elderly home. Wow. So, uh, that's just how I got started. So in the midst of business, I knew that I did not want to stay in the hospital bedside, not because I didn't like helping people because it was draining. Um, so I went back to school, worked on my master's. And then in 2020, 2020, I got my license as a family nurse practitioner. Wow, that's amazing. I love that. So how many how many people did you take in at first, what, like to your first uh, facility? So um, the maximum in Dade, well, the area that I'm in in Miami-Dade is six mm-hmm. in a, okay. a residential home. Mm-hmm. So the maximum I was able to take was six. But for me, it was more so quality because it was new for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't go past five. Yeah, worked out for me because my lifestyle, you know, (laughs) I knew that I still wanted to travel. I still wanted to hang out with friends and I still wanted, you know, to just live my life. So five was the max Mm -hmm. and it worked for me and I love it. So did you have a team helping you with that? (sighs) In the beginning, I didn't because like I said, this was an idea. I loved it. It was a passion, but the business structure, it was a little bit different. I soon realized that Um, You cannot do anything by yourself. Something is going to mess up. Like there were certain areas in my life where it lacked, not because I wasn't putting effort, but because I was too stretched. I was Mm. like that rubber band, that that dry rubber band. So eventually I had to build a team. Um, I have an assistant. I have my four caregivers. And then I have now um, a marketer. Um, to help me out because I realized social media, the way it's going, I, I don't really have yeah. time. <laughs> Can't keep up. No, no. <laughs> so that relieves a lot of stress for me and I love it. You got to invest in order for you to live like a quality life. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So when, are you still at the residential or did you open up a newer facility where you're able to take on more? So the goal, so the goals that I had for probably like a couple of years ago, I wanted to expand my facility. Mm -hmm. So right now I'm in the progress of adding additionals to my property. Um, And then I wanted to go ahead and, you know, 
purchase another property and open up an ALF. Mm -hmm. But that took a different turn. I realized that although I love caring for people, now my mindset is more so in the aspect of running the business in a way where like in order for me to multiply quality facilities, I would just have to um, delegate it to other people. Right. Because me trying to be the leader and me trying to run the facility as well, too, it's hard. It's yeah. hard. And I don't want to go through that. So I've been having a lot of people, before I was having a lot of people call me, how do you open up the ALF? How do you do this? And I was like, you know what? Instead of spending hours at a time with different people, I created the course, yeah. the ALF course, how to start the, how to get licensed, how to run it, even after licensure, how to get your clients, pricing, all of that. But um, as far as multiplying more facilities, maybe in the future, if I have somebody to partner with me, but as for me yeah. right now alone, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I love it though. I love right. I was about to say, it seems like you have, you, you're having good success with it. And so that's the most important part. And like you said, you're able to um, enhance the quality of life for people who, you know, otherwise, like what you say, sometimes family members aren't able to take care. You know, my husband's, um, grandfather just recently passed and his, his wife, that was all, it was just him and her. And she had to, you know, put him in assisted, an assistant living facility, not because she didn't love, but she's like, I can't, you know, care for you in the way that you need to be cared for. And so it's so nice that you're able to do that and give people the quality of life that, you know, they deserve. <laughs> it's really beautiful. And I know we, when we talked before, you said like, the, the way you would want your grandmother to be treated and your mother to be treated if they were in the position, you know, that's how you show up for these people. So how does family kind of like play a part in your business and how you've kind of molded your business aspect for people? As far as like my family? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, you asked me if I had a team before. So I didn't necessarily have a team um, in the beginning of business as far mm -hmm. as like the structure, but I did have a team as far as family. So I had to save a lot of money because, you know, the first year in business, you are spending more than yep. you're making. <laughs> so my dad was the one keeping the lawn, keeping the um, the residence area, keeping the grass taken care of, um, keeping the plants alive. Because yeah, yeah be me. <laughs> you don't have the green thumb. <laughs> Doing the maintenance, the plumbing, um, taking care of the AC. And then there was my mom um, making sure the food, the um, paying attention how the foods were to be made based on the dietary um, regulations. Then I had my sister that would come in when I couldn't be at the facility. She'll swap and take care of things. So my family played a big, big role um, before it became like a lot more structured when now I, I could hire people. And I knew what, based on what my family did, I knew how to train the people that I'm hiring. Okay, this is what I need you to do. And this is how it's supposed to look like. Yeah. So um, they played a big, big role. That's amazing. I love, I love whenever I hear stories about families pitching in to help get businesses off the ground. I know my mom, when she had a restaurant, that's what it was. It was her siblings came in renovated the space you know what I mean to make sure that it looked good for opening day and so 
Um, I think that's so special. And you can look back on those moments and really be grateful for people and how they showed up for you and, you know, motivated you to get to the next step. So that's beautiful. <laughs> I love it. The beauty of it, now that I think about it, I'm like, wow, I can't, yeah. we came far, but. Because, you know, I mean, not everybody has family like that. Not everybody has family who's willing to drop what they're doing to come and invest in you and, you know, make sure that you're good and getting things off the ground. So that's, that's really something, you know, you don't take for granted. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) So what has the overall experience been like in terms of running the um, assisted living facility? And then even we can start talking about how you shifted into the, um, the course that you're doing now. Um, The experience as far as the ALF, it's been an um, it's been a blessing in disguise um, mm-hmm. because I thought I knew myself before, <laughs> but I really didn't. Um, because when you're dealing with different personalities, um, people in different professional roles, you don't really know yourself. Mm-hmm. As far as leadership, I learned um, to separate my personal life based on the decisions that I made. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot about patience. Um, and I learned to let people be them. What mm. they show you, that's what it is. Yeah. You can't change people. Um, you can't fix everything up because my thing was, although it's an assisted living facility, but because I wanted to like heal these people right away, I realized like, um, you know, they came in with what they came in with. The goal is to help them with their quality of life. So Mm -hmm. once I understood that part, things became a lot easier um, for me and, you know, the residents and the family. So overall, the experience has been amazing. I learned about finances. I learned about um, things that are available to small business owners, grants, um, access to capital, um, just business structure. It's very beneficial, just to be honest, even with taxes. Yeah. So, you know, that part, it exposed me to a lot. And then trickling down to even strategic success, um, I paid attention to what happened in the pandemic. So a lot of people, they lost their jobs. Some people lost their businesses. Um, A lot of healthcare providers, they got burnt out in the um, hospitals and all of that. As for me, although at that time I was still working at the hospital before I retired, <laughs> um, I realized I was like, "Wow, thank God I have this facility. I don't have to go back if I don't ha- if I don't want to." Yeah. So people started calling me during the pandemic, even after the the um, the pit of the pandemic. How do you right. open up an ALF? How do you do that? Because they were <laughs> tired. They were trying to get out. Yeah. And um, that's when I started strategic success. I created that course um, to teach them, okay, how to get licensed, um, how to run the business, how to get the clients, quality um, clients, and how to stay licensed because you can lose it at any moment from, um, you know, any type of mistake. Yeah. Um, Not only that, but strategic success. I also train the caregivers as well, too. So. You can hire someone to work. Anybody could take care of someone. But how do you train that person to give excellent care? Yes. Because that person could have said, I have 25 years experience working in a nursing home. Yes, ma'am, you do. But (laughs) let's see. (laughs) Let's see how you're going to keep some clients that may not be easy. Let's see how you handle them. So they're your face when you're not there. And I don't want anybody embarrassing me. Um, So... 
I learned how to train people and I learned that, you know, not everyone is your customer and not everyone is, um, should be working for you. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So that's how everything came up. Love it. Love it. Um, so going into your course, I know you said you were getting calls and a lot of people were asking, you know, for your help and, and all of that. So what was the thing that was like, you know what, I'm just going to set out and I'm going to do it. I'm going to launch it. And we're just going to give it a try and see how it goes. <laughs> you really want to know what it was? Yes, I, I realized <laughs> I was on the phone for hours at the end mm-hmm. where everybody's like, okay, Martha, how do you do this? How do you do that? And then when I call back to follow up, oh, I don't think I'm going to do it anymore. Mm. And I realized, okay, when people are getting free information or it's, easy to be accessible to the resource, they don't take it as seriously. And I realized like, wow, I have a lot to offer, but I'm over here just giving it away on the phone. I could have took this time and um, put it into a course or even a book for somebody else that's serious about it. And then I also paid attention to other facilities because during the pandemic, there were a lot of facilities that closed down because they didn't have the right structure because some of their residents were passing away from catching COVID. Mm. Um, they did certain things that were happening, like their protocols, um, policies and procedures weren't in order. So they were losing their licenses. And I was like, wow, that didn't have to happen. Maybe yeah. they just didn't have that guidance. They didn't have, um, you know, someone to teach them the proper way. And I was like, okay, this is where I come in. And I just created the course. So every problem that I saw in other facilities or what the questions people were asking me, I put it in the course. We're going to pause for just one second and hear a quick word from the sponsors of today's episode. So y'all, I personally know how busy life can get sometimes and we just need a little load taken off of our plates. As a soon-to-be mom, one of the things that I put on my registry was a housekeeping fund. My sister recommended it, and I was like, yes. And I know exactly who I'll be calling on those days when I just cannot get to it. Our friends, Quentin and Vanessa Giles, have a fully staffed team at Rainwell Cleaning Company, ready to go for whenever you're ready to make the call. And not only do they service residential spaces, but also commercial. So if you are in the Houston area and have a space or warehouse that is in need of cleaning, be sure to contact our friends over at Rainwell Cleaning Company at 281-846-5776 or raincleaningco.godaddysites.com. And all of that contact information will be in the show notes for today's episode. When did you hire a business coach? I want to hear more about that. I know you you mentioned it before and you were like, I want to talk about the importance of hiring a business coach. Is that someone that kind of helped you along the way when you were creating this course for strategic success? Yes. So um, piece of his cornerstone, my mm-hmm. ALF, I had an ALF consultant. Okay. So prior to me even getting an ALF license. Um, I was trying to do everything on my own because I had a friend that already had an ALF. So I was going by what she said. Right. And until, you know, I thought I was ready. I called them um, fire marshal so they can do the inspection. The lady came in, she looked and she started asking questions and she was like, you know what? I'm going to pretend like I didn't see this and oh. you're going to do this all over again. Oh. And that's when I knew, um, 
you can't just open up a business just because it was easy for one person or that's how they said it. Yeah. I invested in an ALF coach and she taught me how to get licensed. Gotcha. Um, but even after licensure, I still contacted her here and there because I had a lot of questions. I had my first client, uh, my first contract, first admission, discharge. I contacted her a lot. Fortunately, yeah. you know, she liked me. So, you know, she picked up the phone. Right. Um, but what I but what I didn't have. So I basically after that, the basics that she taught taught me, I had to teach myself. Mm. And I made a lot of errors. I had a lot of trials and tribulations, but I learned from them. Yeah. So this is where I come in, giving that pe people that advice. Listen, yeah, you can do it on your own, but I advise you to get a coach because you will save yourself a lot of money. Um, you, this is also a business that could, you know, that has a liability, like high liability. You're dealing with people's lives. So you want to make sure you have a coach to kind of guide you on what to do if, um, you know, an emergency were to happen or to prevent that emergency or who to admit, because someone could be a caseworker or a family can say, hey, I could pay you $5,000 a month for the, my loved one. And then that person comes with a lot. Are you right. ready for that? Is that your client? The money looks good, but can you handle it? Yeah. So this is why the coach is important. Um, the coach will save your license and, you know, just your whole business. Yeah. Time, money, energy. <laughs> energy, every energy, especially. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was just talking to a girl who's a um, business coach for another industry. Um, but she was saying the same thing. Like it's an investment, but it's worth the investment. Worth you know what I mean? It saves you from a lot of heartache, a lot of trouble, um, people who are knowledgeable, like what you said, like it might be easy for this person, but you know what I mean? Like you didn't know what you didn't know. <laughs> and thankfully, you know, who came, the lady who came and inspected everything was gracious enough to be like, I'm gonna come back. <laughs> I'm gonna let you get it together. And I'm gonna come back and you were able to learn from that experience. So what are some maybe some other lessons um, that you've learned that have maybe been rewarding for you? Um, and then some that you were like, man, you know what, I got to take this as an L, but I'll put it in my notebook and we'll save it for later because it helped you down the line. Um, one of the things that I would say uh, is rewarding. Um, so I had a client, my very first client, um, that I took her in. She came with a lot, mm -hmm. but I kept going. I learned from, you know, I learned from there. And do you know that one client taking care of her now, she's a, she's 100 and wow. she's thriving like crazy. Like her mind, I think it's better than mine. Her memory's <laughs> good. Um, she tries to be as independent as possible. She's amazing. And what I learned from that is patience and giving people time to, you know, just progress. That the this same client with her family, her family always sends me referrals. Wow. So the way that's one of the best experiences. So the way you build, you got to use some experiences as like a stepping stone. And mm. you never know that one experience will be the one that's your blessing where you get referrals back to back. Yeah. Um, something that I learned, um, something else that I learned was um, business structuring. So mm. during the pandemic, I think they were given like the PPP loan. Yeah. Remember that one? <laughs> So I'm like, so 
I'm not even going to get to other people, but I was actually <laughs> running an actual business. Right. <laughs> you were doing it the right way. <laughs> the right way. But when it came down to, I, I escort my company. Mm-hmm. But when it came down to one of the questions, they asked about payroll. Mm. And I didn't have payroll. I was actually doing 1099 contractor um, work. So I didn't qualify for the PPP. Mm-hmm. And that's when that's, I think that same month, I actually applied for ADP role, payroll services mm-hmm. so that I could qualify for those benefits in case there's um, funds being um, brought in. I contacted my, um, what do you call it? Uh, the accountants, my yeah. bookkeeper. And I said, I got to do better. Can you guys teach me, educate me? They were there. I just wasn't asking the right questions. Right. So from there, I learned, okay, you need to structure your finances, your business correctly. So mm-hmm. that way, when you want to apply for funding, you can. So I'm a lot better now. I know exactly what's going on. Yeah. And if there's something else, I'm ready for it. <laughs> I love how you seem to be in a place where you're ready to ask questions. A lot of times as business owners, we don't like to, you know, I guess almost bother people with our questions. And it's like, this is what they're here for. You know what I mean? And so I love how in every situation you're like, you know what, I'm going to go call this person so that I can get answers on this. I'm going to call this person so I can get answers on that because that is how you progress. You know what I mean? Like you, especially if it's not something you're knowledgeable, knowledgeable about, you know, I'm going to go to the person who's been doing this. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I love how you you seem to be remaining in that position of always being willing um, to learn and understand. So business, that's business. Yes, <laughs> it's a part of that character building you were talking about earlier. It's a part of it. You don't know too much, and yeah. um, you never know who you may network with. You ask the right question, and the person's like, "Okay, I got somebody for you." And yeah. that's another step of stone right there. Yeah valuable so so valuable um so after you said after um you've ran it for about three to four years and you've been able to see how much it's benefited others um you shifted into this new role as a coach so what has that been like compared to what you were doing before with just the assisted living facility so my role as a coach so as the Running the ALF, um, I'm not as hands-on anymore now that it's running It's running itself. Yeah. Um, so as a coach, teaching people, I love it. Why? Yeah. Because the people that are serious about it, they ask questions. Anytime, mm-hmm. anytime someone asks me questions, this lets me know I'm not wasting my time. You want to learn. You're hungry. And I just have that passion and desire just to teach. Yeah. Um, so with the coaching, um, it allows me access to understand people more. It allows me access to even improve the course as well, too. So I added a few more things to the list of courses that I do have based on now I'm noticing, OK, these people are having trouble with, you know, um, for example, um, I added the CNA training, the nursing assistant training. For the people that already have ALFs, and now they contact me for consulting on how to improve their ALF, now I'm like, okay, the problem is not necessarily you. The problem is the person working 
Are they aligned with what your mission and goal? Do they know how to, how's their etiquette like? So if they're, you know, responding to residents in a negative way, of course you're going to lose um, residents. Right. Um, the residents may love you, but you're not there 24 hours. Your sure. caregivers are. So um, it's the both running an ALF, running an ALF is one thing. And then coaching is another because you're helping someone improve and um, you're just helping them to be better. It makes me feel like what I went through, you don't have to go through it because I'm going to I'm going to teach you. And that's you know, that's I think is such a beautiful thing, because a lot of times we do sometimes forget that, like the way that I show up isn't how someone else is going to show up. And you have that expectation of people, but sometimes that's not in their character. Right. Yeah. You just have to know how to like, and that's, that's a part of being a leader is having to make decisions that are going to benefit your business the best. So yeah, love that. So is there any advice that you would like to share with anyone maybe interested in pursuing a career in any of the you know, career fields that you've had in the healthcare industry, whether that's nursing uh, or having the assisted living facility, or even maybe trying to get into your coaching services, um, any advice that you would want to share? Um, number one, for anything, make sure you actually have that passion and desire, whether it's in healthcare, business, coaching, have that passion and desire, because if you just do it just for the sake of money or just for the sake of everybody's doing it, you're going to fail miserably. It doesn't matter how much coaching you get, how much of anything, if you don't like it, you don't like it. Um, Second, I would say you have that desire now invest in learning and some learning by investing in a coach, a course, a book, or going to school something because that's what's going to help you master your craft. I love that. I I was talking to another girl kind of about the same thing about how, you know, if you're not passionate about what you do and you're only here for the money, then what are you going to do when the money runs out? You know, <laughs> are you still going to want to Right, you're not you're not going to fight as hard and and that's a lot of times we as business owners we see that like sometimes the money is not there and you have to remember why you started in the first place. Otherwise you'll, you know what I mean? You'll toss it to the side and you'll be like, okay, what's on to the next. (laughs) And it plays a part in how you show up every day too. And people can see that. Like if you're not really into it, if it's not coming from an authentic and a genuine place, people can see that. And they're like, "Mm, I'm not going to invest in this or this isn't worth my time. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, do you have anything else you want to share with the podcast on today, Miss Martha? Yes. Um, I'd like to share with anyone, um, if you are interested in opening up your own ALF or if you already have one and you want to, you know, expand, make it better, invest in the coach. I'm willing to help. Um, my website is um, coachmj.com and my social media platform forms are all coach. Um, Martha J. Martha J. And um, I help with numerous amount of things, training for your staff, CPR, how to open up your ALF. And then I forgot to add with the ALF, 
you it's a three in one business. You mm. can do an ILF, which is independent living. You can do respite care. And then you can also get, if it's a residential, you could do up to two residents for daycare. So you could make money even if you have an empty bed. So there's, yeah. there's money in it. <laughs> I love that. And we'll make sure to include that in the um, show notes so that people can have direct links um, to all the places that they can find you. But I have enjoyed talking to you so much today. Um, It's truly been enlightening to all the ins and outs that go into um, what you do specifically. Because like I said, I, you know, I've never been able to sit down and talk to someone about this and who's doing it um, for themselves. And so I love that you are so passionate about it and that you are really um, giving people quality of life that they deserve. And not only that, but you're multiplying yourself (laughs) and showing others how to do it as well. Yes, I love it. (laughs) All righty, Miss Martha. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I truly appreciate any time someone takes out time from their day, especially as an entrepreneur, when we are being pulled in 50 different directions (laughs) to sit down and talk to me. (laughs) I really do appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. Well, everyone, I just want to thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of What's the Biz with B. Once again, I am your host, Bria Jordan, and I cannot wait until we meet again for our next episode. If you're interested in learning more about how to sponsor an episode, become a guest on the podcast, or other ways to partner with me, you can reach out to my team at whatsthebiz at revampedllc.com.